This is a HeadGum Podcast. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Ooh, Tig. Girl. Where is my jet? Where is my jet? So in this episode, I mean, we do cover a lot. This is a really interesting, mm-hmm. exciting, super sexy story. Yeah. There's some naughtiness. There is some naughtiness. They'll know what that means and when they listen. Yeah, when they listen, they'll, they'll know. They're going to be like, oh. There is, oh, there was some naughtiness. <laughs> Excitement, anger, not much anger. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll see. They'll see. They'll hear. A lot of money. Yeah, money. Money. And a lot of Pepsi drinking. Yeah. I wonder how Pepsi's doing now. There's no way to know. <laughs> okay. Pepsi, if you're listening, write in. Tell what? us how you're doing. <laughs> uh, ladies and jerks, welcome to Pepsi, Where's My Jet? It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries. Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast. And Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Tig? Cheryl? How's it going? Uh, it's going well. <laughs> How are you? You're not convincing, but um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm shooting Curb Your Enthusiasm again. We're shooting another season. That's awesome. Oh, did you ask um, if I could just I go ahead and be yet. on this season? Yeah. Why don't you just show up with me tomorrow? <laughs> Tell them I would I would even be an extra because the Snurkbulls would love to see me walk oh, by in the background. The Snurkbulls would love it. Okay. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can yeah, do. Yeah, work it out. I don't know. Is there anything going on that we need to talk about before we jump into this? Because this one, this documentary, I found really interesting and fun and captivating. Captivating. And there are twists and turns. So there are twists and turns. There's a lot to cover. Yeah. I mean, should we just jump in? You want to just jump in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So today we are talking about Pepsi, Where's My Jet? Uh-huh. It's a 2022 docu-series directed by Andrew Renzi, mm-hmm. whose previous credits include The Curse of Von Dutch. I did not yeah. know that until this second. <laughs> Nor did I. Okay. 
The series tells the story of John Leonard, an adventure seeker from Seattle who is inspired by a Pepsi commercial advertising a Harrier jet. Pepsi, Where's My Jet? is available to watch on Netflix. Okay. (laughs) Did you know anything about any of this? No, I found the title so interesting of Pepsi, Where's My Jet? Where's My Jet? I know. I had no no idea what it was. Were you familiar? No. Nor and what did you make of the title? It almost sounded like somebody who got really big at Pepsi and was like, hey, bring yeah. my jet around. I'm ready to go to yeah. Italy or something. Right. Yeah. So the story is, this documentary is, it, it begins with a clip of various people tasting unlabeled cups of Pepsi and Coke. And deciding which one. Did you ever more. take the Coke challenge? I don't the think so. Pepsi challenge? Did you? I did. Mm-hmm. You did? That back in the nineties or just recently? Was it in the night? I thought it was in the eighties. Well, all this stuff happened in the nineties. Okay. I took the Pepsi challenge in the eighties. And when you say you did the Pepsi challenge, is it just like you and a friend and you don't know which one's Pepsi and which one's Coke? Well, no, I would <laughs> my memory is so bad, but um I remember being in my hometown in mississippi at the the seafood festival in the in the town park and somebody had coke and pepsi set up at like a table and you sit down and and you take you you drink it and you decide which one you like best better yeah i don't know if it was maybe it wasn't a legitimate pepsi (laughs) challenge but it sounds like somebody that just had a table that wanted to talk to people yeah well, they talk to like eight-year-old or maybe 11-year-old Tig. Yeah, who was excited to get free Coke and Pepsi, I'm sure. And do you yeah. remember which one you liked better? No clue. <laughs> which one do you like better? I, I mean, I don't really drink soda. I don't drink that much soda, but I do like uh, Coke Zero. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. You know what I like? What do you like? Speaking of soda in Mississippi. Yeah. I like Barks root beer. Oh. And Barks is from Biloxi, Mississippi. I did not know that. Well, well now, you now you do. And you know what their logo is? Barks is. Or slogan. What is slogan? it? Slogan. Barks is a barrel Drink of. Drink Barks. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they didn't have the kind of advertising teams that Coke and Pepsi had. <laughs> Um, so this all takes place in the 90s, and that's when, you know, they're called the Cola Wars. So Coke Mm -hmm. was around before Pepsi, and then Pepsi was really trying to make a go at the Pepsi generation and sort of switching people over to Pepsi, especially the younger people. Pepsi was essentially like Wendy's to McDonald's. Yeah. It was kind of like, hey, look at us. Yeah. We've got stuff, too. (laughs) Yeah. Is Pepsi still around? Yes. Isn't it? Okay, I, don't no, know. I don't know. I don't I mean, know. I don't know. I mean, I've never heard somebody say, pick me up some Pepsi. <laughs> pick me up some Pepsi. Pepsi? I do like <laughs> Diet Pepsi better than Diet Coke. Well, you know, it's really a good diet drink is what? Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. That. I went through a phase where I did Diet Cherry Dr. Pepper. And then at one point I was like, I got to stop <laughs> Sounds like someone's serious about their dieting. If you're having <laughs> diet cherry, Dr. Pepper. 
<laughs> and a scoop of ice cream. Okay, listen. So the the documentary, okay, is this guy, John Leonard. He's mm-hmm. a 20-year-old kid who's in college. He sees this Pepsi commercial. So this one, all the the all the commercials in the 90s for Pepsi with Madonna and Britney Spears and Michael Jackson. And they were trying to make it hip and young. And Cindy Crawford was like, oh, Cindy Crawford. What? Oh. Why do you... Because our oh. last podcast, oh. we mentioned Cindy. Uh, oh. She did a, a Super Bowl ad for Pepsi. And she uh-huh. chugs a Pepsi and Daisy Dukes in a white tank top. Hello. Hello. And then she says to this day on Halloween, people dress up like her in that commercial. That's so funny. Which, by the way, if I saw somebody walking around in Daisy Dukes in a white tank top on Halloween, I would have no idea who they were supposed to be. Nor would I, even if they were drinking a Pepsi. Would not matter. Are you familiar with the commercial? Uh, No. Yeah. But Mm. the 90s, I was... I wasn't watching much TV in the 90s. Yeah, you were only like three. Yeah, I was three. I was very, very young. All through the 90s, you were three. (laughs) All through the 90s. Yeah, that whole decade, you were just three. I was tiny. Um, So this guy, (laughs) John Leonard, is watching Uh uh, the latest Pepsi commercial. And the Pepsi commercial, this advertising team had come up with this idea that they were going to use Pepsi points. And so they were going to have little uh, things on the labels of Pepsi where people could collect those little, we'll call them stickers. They weren't stickers, but Mm. part of the thing. And then if you collected enough and sent them in, if you had, you know, 500 points, you could get a Pepsi t-shirt. Yeah. So they had this really hip and fun commercial of this good-looking, look like a high schooler guy. And, yeah. you know, you he walks in and he's got the Pepsi shirt on. And on the commercial, it, you know, it ticks across in letters like Pepsi shirt, 500 points. And then he walks into another room and he gets a leather jacket. And it's like Pepsi jacket, 5,000 points. And then he, you see him in a jet, a Harrier jet. <laughs> Are you familiar with Harrier? Not jet? at all. Me neither. I felt it, dumb. I was like, I did too, because everyone kept saying Harrier jet. Like I said, I don't like even everyone know. Like it's a Volkswagen bug. Yeah, but it's a tiny. It's a tiny. <laughs> I'm sure the military would love to hear me describe describe it's it a as tiny, a tiny. Cute. It's a tiny, cute little jet that can go straight up it can go straight down it can i mean the military uses it it does military things um and so the kid (laughs) like going up and down (laughs) and the kid lands on his high school lawn and it you know the caption underneath it says for seven million pepsi points a harrier jet Mm-hmm. So that's what started this whole thing. Pepsi, where's my jet? So this kid, John Leonard, he saw the ad and he was like, yeah, I want that jet. Mm-hmm. I really want that jet. 
Which, yeah. by the way, I get. Like, I would have thought. Who doesn't want to go up and down? <laughs> Who doesn't want to take a Harrier jet to high school? He was living in Seattle in 1995. He was at community college. He loved mountain climbing, but he had no money. And he thought, if I could get that friggin' jet. Mm-hmm. And he looked it up to see how much it was worth, and it was worth $32 million. He was like, that would be a game changer. And so just to clarify, mm-hmm. was he want- He was wanting that jet because he wanted to drive it around, fly it around? Well, <laughs> well, that's a fair question because it's only got one seat in it for the driver. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how he would know how to fly a Harrier jet. Mm-mm. And I don't know that he, you know, was mature enough to know what he was going to do with it once he got it. Probably didn't know anyone that knew how to even fly no, of a course. Harrier jet. <laughs> you know. No, who, who does? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he has a relative in the military that is like, if you get yourself a Harrier jet, I'll teach you how to fly it. But also, how do you teach someone if there's only one seat? Well, that's, you know, a (laughs) catch-22, if you ask me. Uh, But we'll get to that, Tig. So this guy, John had been a um, guide, a mountain climbing guide. Yeah. And he had met this character, this guy named mm-hmm. Todd Hoffman, who mm-hmm. was like in his 40s. John was 20 and Todd was, was in his 40s. And yeah. Todd's a real mm, free spirit. Mm-hmm. Clearly multi, multi-millionaire. Yeah, it, he strikes me as somebody, maybe his mother seems like she has money. Yeah, that was never really part of the story is how does Todd have so much money? Yeah, well, but when you meet his mother and the way she presents herself and the way yes. she's dressed, yes. you just kind of go. She seems oh, sort think, of refined. And meanwhile, Todd is like, got- you know, he's just walking around with his jeans on. <laughs> As people do. I know. I'm, but, but you don't walk around without a mo- with the jeans off. But it definitely felt like mommy's mommy's got some money. Yeah. So Todd and John, you know, clearly they had a good relationship and they they knew each other. And John just called Todd and said, hey, can you help me with something? Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, Todd, hey. There's this Pepsi commercial. If you get 7 million points, you can win a a Harrier jet. Not a carrier jet, a Harrier jet. And I would like to do that. But it's going to cost... Like $2.93 million to buy enough mm-hmm. Pepsi to get mm-hmm. all the points. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I love that this guy Todd is like, okay, what else? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's a pretty amazing that that was not like uh, the end of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it was the beginning yeah, of the you... conversation. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. I guess that's just somebody that says yes to life. Yeah. Right? I mean, clearly he really liked John. Well, sure. There's a lot of people I really like. (laughs) But not $2.3 million worth? No. If they were wanting 
something so insane like that, I would be like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, call Cheryl. <laughs> I love doing stuff like that, giving people money, just hoping that they'll win a <laughs> win a jet. Yeah. So Todd said, hey, John, this is crazy. What's your business mm -hmm. plan? <laughs> so John said, okay, I'm going to get my business plan together. So John does all this research. He gets his business plan together. We have to take a break. Cheryl. Oh, Tig, I actually have. Cheryl, it, comes, it happens every episode. <laughs> I know. We take I a break really at this time. Details that we have to talk about. The problem is you're always looking down, reading the outline. So it's always a shock to you. Well, we don't have a countdown ticker to a break. No, but I'm just, I, I imagine our listeners might be thinking, why is she shocked every time? <laughs> and I just want you to know, she is looking down, reading the outline. And then I see Thomas's little, little sign card. that says break. Okay. And then I let you know, and you look up, and you are... And I get angry at you. Flabbergasted. I am. It bothers me. Well, we will be right back on Tig and Cheryl True Story to discuss Pepsi Where's My Jet. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back on Tig and Cheryl True Story to discuss Pepsi. Pepsi where's, where's my jet? jet? Yeah. Okay. John and Todd. Now John makes a business plan where they have to buy two point three million dollars worth of Pepsi, and John tells him that they're going to have to have these warehouses in different states. Uh, mm -hmm. They're going to have to have people that will rip off the labels and cut them off and. <laughs> Sounds and mail them in, and um, that's that part of a great idea that you don't account for. No, you just think, oh, we'll buy a bunch of Pepsi, Pepsi and then we'll get the a jet. Yeah, exactly. But John, even he called the Pentagon to see if it if it's even even legal for someone to. Do own. you think he got the number for the Pentagon from you? <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. I don't remember what episode what where it? you're calling the Pentagon. Was it for a Sasquatch? <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, Pentagon, can you hold? <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure I just saw a Sasquatch. Right. Yeah. As soon as someone sees Sasquatch, 
they call the they immediately call the Pentagon. <laughs> Well, he called the Pentagon and and got through at some point and asked, is it even legal for a regular person to own a Harrier jet because it's a military jet? And they said, it is, but everything has to be demilitarized. I don't know if that's a word. But, um, you know, they have to take off all the- Missiles. Yeah, they have to take off the missiles. Missiles got to come off. Yeah. All- but that's who you call is the Pentagon to find out if it's legal? I mean, I guess. I mean, who else? Is that all the Pentagon is good for? Is, <laughs> is sorting through Sasquatch <laughs> and Harrier and jets? Harrier jets. That's the only two calls I get. I, like, I think oh, I saw a Sasquatch. <laughs> and uh, excuse me, hi. Um, can people own Harrier jets? <laughs> They have nothing else to do at the Pentagon. I know what, who is answering the phone at the Pentagon is what I want to know. I don't know, but it sounds like a pretty fun job. Decent job. Yeah. Yeah. Please hold. Let me gather. And also, what if Sasquatch was flying a Harrier jet? (laughs) And that would be, I think the phone lines would explode. That would be one phone call. That would just that'd be, be one. one call. Yeah, that'd be one phone call. Hey, Cheryl Hines. Uh, I just saw. <laughs> is Sasquatch allowed to have a Harrier jet at <laughs> his or her home? Um, yeah. So it was legal for someone to own a Harrier jet. So that was good. Mm-hmm. And um, looking promising. It's looking promising. And then John gets back to Todd, and Todd's like, you know what? It's it's a lot of money. Yeah. And we don't know for sure if this is a real thing. But, you know, Todd and Todd insisted on John recording the commercial and giving him uh-huh. like a videotape of the commercial and watched it over and over because they were looking to see if there was any fine print. Okay, but this is a part that confused me. Why was everyone watching this commercial over and over and over? Because they were looking. They were they were looking to see, did I miss something? Was there like a flash where it said, you know, right? But couldn't you freeze frame it, suss that out, and like a couple of times watching it with, let's say, you get more eyeballs on it rather than okay, rewind. <laughs> We got to watch this 30 second ad again. Yeah. So John was feeling pretty defeated and like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess you're right. $2.3 million is a lot. And then he went into like a 7-Eleven or something and he saw they had a um, Pepsi points catalog Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Pepsi printed a catalog of all the stuff that you could win with these points. Although... Mm -hmm. Let the record show the Harrier jet was not in the catalog. Yes. Okay. Nor was Sasquatch. No. Nor the Pentagon. And so now John is really looking at this catalog. And he's reading the fine print. And then the fine print, it said, like, if you're short a few points... I don't know if those are the exact words. You can buy them for... This show is not about (laughs) precision, and you know that. For 10 cents each. Yeah. You can buy a point for 10 cents. Ding, 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 ding. Whoa. So John John did some math, Mm -hmm. called Todd and said, guess what? The jet is only going to cost us (laughs) $700,008.50. That's it. 
That's all it's going to cost. And then uh, the the best part about the story is that Todd, uh, Todd was like, all right, let's write a check. <laughs> <laughs> and he wrote a check for $700,000. And they sent it to Pepsi. Yeah. Okay, so everything should be fine. Yeah. Okay. Pepsi, where's my jet? Where's my jet? So at some point, <laughs> Michael Patty... He was a former Pepsi creative director. And Jeff Mordos was the former COO Pepsi advertising. They get this check. And Todd and John had had to put in a little their own little box that said Harrier Jet because <laughs> it wasn't really one that you could check off when you sent in your points. So they had to write it in. And they had a little meeting and they said clearly that was a joke yeah that part of the ad was a joke like nobody thinks that's real yeah but here they have a check for seven hundred dollars. <laughs> so they're not sure what to do about it and finally they decide to respond and they sent john they sent him a letter and they sent him some coupons for pepsi mm -hmm. <laughs> For like two liters, right? <laughs> yeah, so, like two something. 12 packs or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. Pepsi thought, okay, that's fine. He's got, and they didn't cash the check. Pepsi didn't cash right. the check. Yeah. Well, well, well. That's not the end of the story, is it, that Cheryl? That is not the end of this story. Still. So now. Pepsi, where's my jet? John and Todd hire mm -hmm. Larry Schantz to explore legal action against Pepsi. And if memory serves me, and I might, there's no way to know, I might be wrong, but Larry Schantz, he was an attorney, but but his expertise was in uh, bankruptcy. So what mm -hmm. he wasn't like, he didn't specialize in this sort of thing. But he's like, right. yeah, yeah, I'll help you. And they were going to take legal actions against Pepsi to say this is false advertising. You guys advertise that we want the jet. And yeah. then Pepsi sued John first. I don't even understand what they sued him for. Well, you know, what I've learned yeah. is... If someone's going to sue you, sue them first. Well, no, you can sue anyone for anything. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's not to say that you have a case, but you can sue anyone for anything. It's crazy. It is it, crazy. It's, lit it's literally the truth. No, you I can know. It's, sue anyone it's for anything. It's crazy. So mm -hmm. then this threesome, John, Todd, and Larry sued Pepsi. That sounds like the three stooges, this, by the way. John, <laughs> it, Todd, and Larry. It was. And they were all like from different generations. And it, they were kind of cute together. And they're suing the new generation. Oh, the Pepsi there generation. And now in this docu-series, there are reenactments. Mm -hmm. Did that bother you? No. Sometimes they were no, going I mean, for funny. Yeah, which which were the, fun, what were mm. the funny ones? I'll point out one when we get to it. Okay. So after they said we're suing Pepsi, then Pepsi changed the ad to make it say 700 million points for the Harrier mm -hmm. Jet. So if they didn't think they were doing anything wrong, why did they change it? Right. And you know what's interesting is even when they changed it to 700 million points, 
They didn't even do a disclaimer on that. No. But then at some point it said, just kidding. Oh, And right, so right. now Pepsi calls the three to New York, I guess, and mm -hmm. sat them down and said, let's just settle this. Mm -hmm. This was one of the reenactments. Right, you have all the Pepsi, oh, yeah, yeah, the Pepsi yeah. people whispering yeah, to each dumb. other. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. I think a part of my memory thought it was the actual meeting, but of course they didn't have footage of the actual meeting. I didn't think that when I was watching it. Yeah, it's just that I've I saw this maybe a week ago. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they wrote down a number. Slid it across Slid the it table. Slid it across the table. Which, by the way, That's I've right. have you ever been in a meeting where somebody was like. Let me show you a figure. And then they, they no, write it down and slide it. I want to be in one of those meetings. Well, maybe one day we will be. But <laughs> the two one, of us one will of, just yeah. write down numbers <laughs> and slide it across the table. Well, one of my favorite moments in the Sarah Silverman program from years ago mm -hmm. was, I can't remember exactly the scene, but somebody wants something and they're negotiating and it's that kind of situation where somebody slides the number, you know, writes a, a number, number across down. the table, and it's a pass, like, no, it's not enough money. And then they write down something else on the paper and slide it across the table. And when they open it up, the paper said, please. <laughs> <laughs> that, that always made me laugh. <laughs> that is funny. Please. Please? The, the follow-up negotiation is, please. <laughs> please. This is something that our listeners will be interested in, is that a lot of this happened in uh, South Florida. Did Todd live in Florida? Yeah, Todd lived in mm. Florida, and so did Larry mm. Schantz. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just letting you know. I somehow missed that. I know you. I know. I know you. I know you. <laughs> And then this, did you see this part coming? We have to this, take a break. Tig. Cheryl, I was about to tell Thomas you. Raised, oh Thomas raised like you the did sign it, right? that says break. I didn't do it. Thomas okay, did it. Okay, when we come back, I'm going to tell everybody something that I did not see coming in this. And that's the break <laughs> that we're about to take. You didn't see it coming, and you never see any of these breaks coming. But we're going to take a break on Tig and Cheryl, true story. And we'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On Tig and Cheryl, true story. Pepsi. And uh, Cheryl, what do you want to tell well, us? Well, first, I, wanna, I forgot to tell you that uh, John mm. said no to the million dollars. 
It wasn't it like seven hundred fifty thousand. But somehow they also said, but they'd come up to a million. Oh, okay. Which that seems like a weird thing to write on a piece of paper that you slide across. Seven hundred thousand. <laughs> seven fifty. Or, or we will come up to a million. <laughs> and a, what would you have done if you had, you really wanted whatever the equivalent to a Harrier jet was? And someone said, I'll give you a million dollars instead. Yeah. Would you say, I'll take that? I would have been like, can can you write the check right here? Uh-huh. I mean, what would you have done? A million dollars when you're 20? I think I would have taken the million. My God. Cashed out at a million. But Todd was very sweet with John and was like, look, buddy, this is your call. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. He's real loosey-goosey. He's real loosey-goosey with $700,000. And, and yeah. I mean, I'm assuming he's paying for the for Larry Chance. Yeah. So uh, John said, no, I, let's go for it. And Todd said, no, we, we won't take the money. And... Then things started getting a little down mm-hmm. because now Pepsi's like, okay, we tried and we're done with this mm-hmm. foolishness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So things are kind of stalling. And somehow <laughs> they get in touch with Michael Evanati. Yes, yes. Did you see this coming? Remember Michael no. Evanati was yeah. the attorney for Stormy Daniels when they sued Donald Trump. Yeah. And sort of out of nowhere, the porn, yeah, we can say porn star. Still calling him a star. What, who, who, I don't know because we were having the. Oh, about hookers <laughs> and sex workers? Yes. But also I go back to this question. How is it that just because you're doing porn, you're a star? Well, why is everyone in porn a, a like porn everyone star. that does porn? People are like, yeah, she's a porn star. She's a porn He's star. a porn star. Yeah, you could do your very first low rent porn, and you'd still be called a porn star. Yeah. Whereas I've been chugging along in this industry for decades. That is not pornographic for twenty five years. Nobody calls me a star. <laughs> Nobody calls you a star. Hey, Cheryl, some um, do. I was just repeating what you said. That's a good question. But it was very smart of them, whoever mm-hmm. started it, yeah. to just say, guys, let's Ooh. refer to ourselves as porn stars. You know what we could refer to ourselves as? What? Pod stars? Pod stars. Oh, we are pod stars. Yeah. We are pod stars. Hey, Snorkbulls. Hey, you're listening to two pod stars. We are pod stars so michael evanotti michael evanotti mm-hmm. can we you know i love to connect people with their names okay like what their names rep like sound like yeah. or connect to well he's got the word naughty oh in his evanotti uh, i'm gonna <laughs> be forever naughty he he does seem naughty what do you mean that in what way (laughs) well it seems like he's always up to trouble well he's ever naughty but does naughty necessarily that doesn't have anything to do with sex does naughty yeah no well there are people that are like oh you're so naughty what is that like you just shook your shoulders (laughs) (laughs) because it's that like cheeky like oh naughty like 
Not that bad, but you're up to something. Cheryl, <laughs> what are what are you acting out? I'm just curious as the the meaning of naughty. I don't know. Haven't you heard people say, "Oh, you're a naughty girl"? Well, yes, I've heard that. Yeah, I feel like people say that in Not, like you're a, being naughty, a sexual way, in a sexual way. Yeah, especially horny people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thomas, the time has come, and I'm so glad you said that because in this docu series, yeah, Al Pacino. Somehow Al Pacino is mentioned. And for yeah. some reason, they show a clip of one of Al Pacino's films. And this is the clip. You have to listen to this. Okay. And this is Al Pacino in a movie where I think he's a devil. He has devil horns on. Horny. <laughs> yeah, it's from Jack and Jill. It's from Jack and Jill. Okay. One of the greatest movies ever made <laughs> is my understanding. I can smell horny across an ocean. That was for you, Tig. <laughs> I can smell horny across an ocean. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> but he's dressed as a devil and he says, I can smell horny from across an ocean. I don't know what it means, but I also didn't catch it. No, of course. I knew that. you wouldn't. What do you mean you knew I wouldn't? Why would you think I wouldn't catch I that? I feel like you're a skimmer. You skim, I'm not a skimmer. You you talked during no, I was watching it. In, you checked I was your alone. Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie rarely watches these documentaries with me, so I'm usually by myself. And um, I was very enthralled with. How this did you not catch? Oh, what's his name saying? Horny. Uh, De Niro. Al Pacino. <laughs> oh, Al Pacino. <laughs> Whatever. Same thing. <laughs> I truly don't know the difference. Between okay. Them. Okay. Listen, let, back to it. Uh, so Michael Avenatti, he was only 26 years old mm -hmm. and he was a law student. And what is interesting about Michael Avenatti that I didn't know is that he, he was already in the media world. Uh -huh. So okay. he's very savvy about the media. Things. 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 So meanwhile, while this is going on, you see John and Todd climbing Mount Vilsen together in Antarctica, which mm -hmm. was sweet. Someplace I want to go to. No, I don't. Well. Did you just sit around in snow? I don't know. I, I'd like to look <laughs> see around. See what it's about? Yeah. So Michael decides to take an aggressive approach to the case. Mm -hmm. And so he gets John out there into the media and now radio stations have them on, TV shows have them on. And, oh, it says in my outline that he's making national headlines. <laughs> but not the kind that you make at- Not the horny kind. <laughs> not the kind you get at the villages. So now people are really starting to pay attention to this case. Mm -hmm. And they like John. John's this down-to-earth guy who's like, yeah, I like Very Pepsi. Very likable. Yeah, I like Pepsi. I also want the jet. I got 7 mm -hmm. million points, and I'm just like, I just want my jet. That's all. Pepsi, where's my Pepsi, jet? Pepsi, where's my jet? I'm all, Pepsi, where's my jet? Pepsi, where's my jet? And then this yeah. was crazy. So at some point during all this, the Pentagon spokesperson, Kenneth Bacon, has a press conference and says the Harrier jet cannot be sold to the public and it has not been demilitarized. So Pepsi, Pepsi, Pepsi. 
Pepsi. Pepsi got the Pentagon involved. Yeah. I mean, come on. And John and his team got a call from Victor Miller. Oh, this was silly. An arms dealer who said he could get a jet, and that turned out to be nothing. The whole story about Michael Evanotti and John going to his house and they get shrimp. Mm-hmm. That was one of the reenactments. One of the reenactments, too, is John and Michael Evanotti, like, on a road trip, and they're sleeping on each other's shoulders, and they're singing along to the radio. And it's like, okay. And they're sharing the motel room. And they shared motel rooms, yes. Do you know the difference between motel and hotel, why they're called that? You can drive your motorized car up to it and park. Well, motel... I believe is for like a motor in like it's like you can like, drive on up. It's like you're on the road and you drive on up and the hotel is like a home. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Well, look, listen, snark balls. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I did not know you were going to learn something. Today. <laughs> and I don't know if it's true, but I heard that somewhere and I still don't have the correct information. Anyway. Anyway, this is interesting. While Michael Evanotti, who is in this docu-series, he's in it. All, mm -hmm. all the original people are in it. Mm -hmm. He is under house arrest. Yeah. So he... Well, he's Evanotti. <laughs> he's Evanotti. So now Pepsi's shutting down... Even John getting on the David Letterman show, people are pulling mm -hmm. his appearances because Pepsi has gotten involved. Yeah. So now Evanotti is mad and he decides yeah. basically he's going to blackmail Pepsi. He goes through, and this was sad. I didn't remember any of this. I didn't, I just, I didn't know. But he tries to find out, you know, what Pepsi had in their past that he could hold over their heads and he he found out that there was a scandal in the philippines in 1992 and they were doing a promo called pepsi number fever where people mm -hmm. could look under their bottle cap and if their number matched another number they could win a million dollars that was like the big yeah. prize and mm -hmm. everybody was really invested in drinking a lot of Pepsi because it was a dream that they could win. Mm -hmm. It was a million pesos? I think so. Which was about uh, $40,000 yeah. US money. It, it's life-changing. It would be life-changing for people. And there was a mishap with the printout. Yeah. And a lot of people got the same number. Thousands of people won because their number came up and Pepsi refused to pay. Mm -hmm. They just said it was a computer error. Mm -hmm. Which was just so heartbreaking. That's the problem with the new generation. It caused a violent outbreak in the Philippines. And people were bombing the Pepsi trucks. Mm -hmm. There was a bombing in a um, Pepsi plant, in a bottling mm -hmm. plant. People died. Yeah. You know, it was really sad. Why don't corporations make things right like that? I know. It seemed like... I mean, they clearly had a million yeah. to burn on this guy right. in the U.S. Why not? Yeah. I mean, what? It, it was so... Ugh. God, it made you really dislike Pepsi. So Michael came up with this ad campaign where he was going to... They were going to take out ads where one of them would have been with a, um, a Pepsi bottle with the Molotov 
cocktail. So Mm -hmm. just to remind everybody of what happened in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be expensive because they were going to have to get billboards and, you know. And then they went to Todd and said, here's the plan. And Todd was like, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. He's like, that sounds like blackmail. Yeah. And I don't want to be part of it. Classic Avenatti. (laughs) Avenatti. And I believe Todd said something like, that smells like shit. And if you play with shit, you're going to smell like shit. And I don't want to smell like shit. It's a great saying. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get these bumper stickers (laughs) printed out immediately. You're going to smell like shit. (laughs) And then no shit. And then no shit. And no shit. Anyway, so John was at a real fork in the road. Now Mm -hmm. he had to decide... Does he stick with Evanati? Do they find another backer? Because mm-hmm. Evanati felt sure that he could find somebody to finance it. Or does he stick with Todd, who he likes, who is his mentor, really? It seems like their relationship mm-hmm. was so nice. And what did he do, Tig? He didn't go with Evanati. He did not go with Evanati. He went with Todd. Todd! Todd! And then at so at some point this friggin' court case is still going on, mm-hmm. and it's over a span of years. It's like five years now. Meanwhile, Cheryl's still three years old. <laughs> I am still three years old. While this was going on, you were still only three. Yeah, that's why I don't remember any of it. I was so yeah. tiny. You're very tiny. And it finally gets to this in front of this judge in New York. And the judge had to decide if this case was worthy of a jury case. Mm -hmm. She looked at it, and at the end of the day, she said, it is not. That was a joke. Pepsi meant it as a joke. There's not even a place to land a Harrier jet at a high school. (laughs) That was part part of her, like, multi-page. There's no Harriet jet parking spaces. This is clearly not real. (laughs) What? I would be like, listen, lady, I have no plans to return to high school. (laughs) I'm hopping into my Harrier jet, and I'm blazing. And so John and Todd were actually climbing Mount Everest when they got the word that the judge had dismissed the case. Mm. And according to those two, they took it pretty well. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? I think so. I mean, they were all snuggled up in a cold tent. 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 Yeah. Tent. <laughs> Not a tent, tent. Tent. In a tent. Not a tent. A tent. <laughs> were in a, Not a tent. They were in a tent in Mount Everest. And you think they were snuggling? Yeah. I mean, listen, it's so cold. <laughs> you know that they have to use each other's body heat. Yeah, when it's cold, you have to go into homoerotic behavior. Yeah, whatever or else you're it gonna takes. You're going to freeze to death. Whatever. It t- and yeah. by the way, it's not because you like it. Mm-mm. It is not because you want to do it. It is because it's it is life or death. Necessary. And I think, and I could be wrong. There's no way to know, mm-hmm. but I think the most body heat that you can create with each other is skin on skin. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? Yeah. Does that sound true to you? I mean, that's what well, I tell people what I when I'm in a tent yeah. with them. And also, I just want to state that that's why I have dabbled in homosexuality is <laughs> Coldness. just to keep warm. Mm. Same. So John, to this day, John and Todd are still doing stuff together. 
Intense. <laughs> Intense. And what's very interesting is John said that he gets calls to this day from law students because now John Leonard versus PepsiCo has become a case for contract law for students to debate in their classrooms. Isn't that sweet? Wow. I mean, it doesn't pay the rent, but... uh, hmm? You know what's really interesting is at the end, they showed John, they talk about how he's married to his beautiful wife, has his beautiful family. Mm -hmm. They don't ever show his wife. They just show him with his kids. That's true. Well, because I was looking like... I want to see how beautiful his wife yeah. is because we have to decide on this episode oh, who, who we're it's going to be. How about John's yeah. mom? She was a little, uh, she was a loose cannon. Did you find? <laughs> I wouldn't say a loose <laughs> she cannon. She was like, wow. <laughs> so she was so crazy in a fun way. She just seemed like, uh, you know, loads Excitable. of fun. Yeah. Good time gal. She was a good time gal. Mm -hmm. And to this day, John and Todd are grateful that the Pepsi battle brought them closer. I mean, it didn't end the way I wanted it to. You know, it's really interesting, though, Mm -hmm. is, and I wish they hadn't done this, (laughs) but during the interviews, they're sitting Mm -hmm. with a jet behind them. And so the whole time you're like, Oh, he got the jet. Oh, so he got the jet. Right. You think that he's in the like, jet hangar of his jet. Yeah, where his jet lives. Yeah, and see, we fell end, for it. Like, yeah, and they don't even like, say yeah. whose jet Did that you is. fall for it? Yeah, because I was like, yeah. oh, he got oh, the so jet. he got the jet. But then yeah. as it went on, I'm like, why are they dragging this out? He got the jet. Right. And why are we not smart enough to go, maybe he didn't get the jet and they're just showing a jet behind us to make you hang on Mm. to think he got the jet. By the way, I didn't even tell anybody that we were spilling the beans. Now I feel badly because if you wanted to watch this and you did. Every episode spills beans. What are you talking about? Are we really going to fight about (laughs) this again? I feel like you can watch, you can listen to it. We're going on three years of bean spilling. (laughs) And you still haven't settled into it? (laughs) Okay, Tig, are you ready for final thoughts? Yes. Okay. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? Oh, I cried like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who were you attracted to? Hmm. Who do you think? Michael Avenatti. Cindy Crawford. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cindy Crawford. Oh, yeah. And Cindy Crawford's in it, too. Yeah, and possibly John's wife. I just oh, didn't get to see you're her. You're really hanging in there. You're like, it's Well, I mean, it's I, be John's I read wife. right there his beautiful wife. Beautiful. Like, okay, well, we got Cindy Crawford in this movie. Let's see your beautiful wife. Whoops, what, she went to the bathroom yeah, when the camera panned over? Yeah, she did not want over? any part of this. All right, so I choose Cindy Crawford, and um, what about well, you? Well, there was a cute news anchor involved. I always like the news anchors. Uh-huh. I wrote down his name, Brad Good. <laughs> you wrote his name down? Wow. Just in case. You were really into him. I thought John was cute. John John was cute. Yeah, he was cute. Yeah, I thought he John was John is like the guy that lives next door. Yeah, he's a guy. He's just a sweet guy. John's a guy, and he can't help himself because he's a guy. But by the way, Todd was cute. You can't stop him from being a guy. Hold on. The song isn't over. Okay, keep going. 
Who's cute? Todd? Yeah, I thought Todd was kind of cute in his crazy. Yeah, Todd's cute. And sadly, mm. there was a guy named Brian Sweetie, Sweaty. I'm not sure what his name was. But he worked for Pepsi and he was in it too. Remember, he was sitting in the, the big blue mm-hmm. leather chair. Mm-hmm. I thought he was cute at first, like a Bill Murray mm-hmm. kind of cute. But then mm-hmm. as it went on and you were like, oh my God, he was part of the problem. <laughs> How long did that take you to figure out? <laughs> Everyone with Pepsi was part of the problem, Cheryl. <laughs> Pepsi was the problem. Episode three. And you're like, and then right before the credits rolled, I thought, <laughs> well, he is part of the problem. It's almost like Cracky watched it. <laughs> but um, it was, I find it very interesting. And, you know, just to clear things up, the guys that did the the ad... Oh, do I have their names? Oh, Michael. Uh, Who cares? <laughs> Michael Patty. Michael Patty was he the one that did the? the... He's the guy who's sitting at the desk surrounded by knickknacks. Oh, he was. Okay, yeah. So Michael Patty <laughs> surrounded by knickknacks. <laughs> I noticed all the knick. There were a lot of knickknacks. <laughs> if somebody just like Tig was the one, uh, she was the one sitting there surrounded by knickknacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's how people know you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She always surrounds herself with knickknacks. He and his team came up with the ad campaign, and he says that when they first presented it, they presented Mm. it with 700 million points for the Harrier jet because Mm -hmm. they wanted it to be, you know, funny. They were like, there's no way anyone's getting 700 million. So it's just like a giant number, and then the Pepsi people. Too many zeros. Yeah, they were like, take some of the zeros off. It's too busy. And then they took it down to $7 million. I'm angry at, oh, do you have anything you want to say to Pepsi or to John? Um, Pepsi, I'll take the old generation. Mm. Well, you let them have it good. <laughs> well, that's not even true. That makes it sound like I love Coke. Mm. And that's not that's the case. Not I love root beer. Mm. Well, you're really sticking it to Pepsi. I really stuck <laughs> it to them, man. That stung oh, what I just Pepsi, said. Pepsi, if you're listening. Hey, Pepsi, and they hey. are. Um, yeah. Do you have anything you want to say directly? At- oh, I forgot this was our yes, new segment. Our new- I was like, why is she asking me if I have anything it's to our say? New steep. And it's- it was my idea yes. to be like, we should speak directly to, to somebody. And then you started it. And I'm like, what is like, this? Why are you making me talk to Pepsi? Doing? <laughs> Okay, what do you want to say? I want to say Pepsi Pepsi and the cute guy in the blue chair. I am so disappointed. Okay. So disappointed. That is. Okay, I would lay off a little (laughs) bit, Cheryl. We're coming on a little. It is beyond. I mean, how? When did it have been, even if the number was bigger than a million, give him $10 million to settle it? Mm hmm. Pepsi, you can still do it. All right, Tig. God, that was a real stinger. <laughs> that's gonna, that's gonna do it for today. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Wait, who are you attracted to? Uh, oh, the news anchor. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. There were a lot of cute people, but Cindy, Cindy, please oh, reach yeah. out directly to hey, me. Hey, Cindy. Hey. Hey, Cindy. Cindy. Now, Cindy could be listening to this, honestly. Why? Ah, she seems like the type. 
that would listen yeah. to you think Cindy Crawford's a snorkel? I think she might be a snorkel. Cindy. Wow. Hit us up. Do you know Cindy? I do. I mean, do I have her number? No. If I saw her at a party, would I go up to her? Probably not, because I don't want to stand next to her. It's embarrassing. But if <laughs> if she was at a buffet line and I happened to come up next to her, I'd be like, hey, Cindy. When on earth would Cindy Crawford be in a buffet line? <laughs> I imagine. We're both at the tater tots, and it's like, hey. <laughs> Hey, with the jello that has marshmallows in it and you go you reach for it at the same time and like, you're like no, oh, Cindy, you Cindy go. Crawford and was, you go no you no, have you it go, it's Cindy. the last piece of shaky jello you have it, you have it. <laughs> uh, that's all for this week's episode next week we'll be talking about Santa Camp mm-hmm. on HBO Max before we go should we read some true fan mail yeah Okay, Drew writes, hey, Drew, hey. Hey, Drew, hey. Hey, Tig and Cheryl, hey. Tig? Yeah? I wanted to know if you paid your exorcist bill, LOL. (laughs) What does that mean? I was on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. Did Uh I tell you this? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I yelled out, paying my my exorcist bill. (laughs) And that, of course, is not the answer because it makes no sense. No, no crashing, crashing my exorcist bill, crashing. not paying my exorcist. And bill. what was the answer? Crashing, crashing my exercise bike. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, this is Benny and Braun, right? Hey, hey Benny and Braun. Hey, 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 Tegan, Cheryl. Hey, my sister and I love your podcast. Indeed. So much so that it has brought us closer together as friends. We use many of the classic catchphrases now, including but not limited to there's no way to know. <laughs> and <laughs> I did not know that this was one of ours. Bunions unite. <laughs> Maybe they're thinking of Bunions United, which is actually an air an aircraft. <laughs> Bunions United Airlines. Is, but that's not true. No, okay. of course not, Cheryl. Okay. Anyway, I was listening to Cheryl talk about her Bunion saga one day, which, by the way, it is starting it's to bother disgusting. me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. out of curiosity, I Googled <laughs> uh-uh, Bunions and looked down at my feet, only to realize I, too, have a Whopper. Oh, <laughs> I have Whopper Bunions. Oh, two of them. This person didn't know? I know. How do they not know? And now I wear toe spreaders at night. And when I was telling my sister about this, we inspected her feet and discovered she also has Whopper bunions. Runs in the family. These people never look down? I know. How they can't be that big if you're just realizing. Do you use toe spreaders? I tried it once. It says I don't want to tell these guys that it doesn't work because but it doesn't work. But also, you do you walk barefoot? No. You should walk barefoot as often as possible. Use toe spreaders. And then there's toe exercises you can do by leaving your toes down and then leave them on the ground and lift your, th- your big toe. And mm-hmm. then do the same. Put your big toe down and lift your toes. 
And so it's all about getting movement back in your feet and toes. Um, needless to say, this is back to this. To we really got sidetracked. Mm. Uh, needless okay. to say, love the show yeah. and thanks for your help identifying our bunions. <laughs> we tune in every week. That's what we're here Hashtag for. Hashtag bunions unite. By the way, I don't ever recall bunions unite ever being mentioned on this podcast. Who cares? <laughs> Maybe they're trying to get it started. People could write in and say any sort of catchphrase and we wouldn't and know. And we'd be like, we, we probably said that. We'd be like, great, slap it on a t-shirt. Let's sell it. <laughs> we always talk about all the t-shirts we're going to make. Yeah. Okay. Tig, that's it. That's really it. Is there anything that you okay. want to say? Yeah. I would like for people to uh, buy our merchandise. It's the holiday season. Get some Snurkbull merch. Yes. Go to Tig, tignotaro.com and get some Tig merch. Buy my albums. Buy my book. I'm just a person. It's also an audio, audio book. You can hear me read my own book. Wow. Okay. Okay. And then my other podcast, Don't Ask Tig. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, subscribe to this podcast yeah. and leave a review. Yeah. Our listeners mm-hmm. write some really funny great reviews and they're so mm. fun to read snark bowls are the best they are the best and especially but like when i'm on the road and i'm feeling lonely mm. i'll read all of our reviews and stuff that people say on on our instagram account and it makes me feel so happy ah oh, you guys all right do you have anything you want to promote you know i'm gonna be on Celebrity IOU with the Property Brothers on December 18th, I think. So that'll be fun. Oh, I know what I want to promote also. Yeah, what? Is uh, my friend Otsko. She taped an HBO stand-up special and I directed it. Ooh. And it comes out December 10th on HBO. Wow. Or HBO Max. I, I don't know. Maybe both. Check your local listings. And Mr. Thomas is an associate producer. On wow. I got to check it mm. out. It's great. All right. Should we do it again? Yes. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobasich, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast.